Welcome to another date with your favourite show. It's time for Plank of the Week. Uh, in the chairs with me today, uh, I've got two people who we see on talk radio an awful lot, but not enough uh, in this particular studio doing Plank of the Week. It is Tonya Buxton on my right, Mr Richard Tice on my left. Very, very serious people, very, very interesting <laughs> people as well. But we're going to tell you right now that they also have a bit of a sense of humour. Uh, Tonya, do you want to kick us off with your first Plank of the Week? Yes, it's Sajid Javid. Yes. I mean... I mean, there's so many reasons that he could be a plank. I mean, he could be a weekly plank, couldn't yes, he? Really he really could. could. But on this one, it's the fact that he is now, thank thankfully, being pushed to take down the mandates for NHS staff. Yeah. And it's the way he's doing it mm. that, that just shows you that the man has no guts to him. He should stand up there and say, it's over. Yeah. We do not need to vaccinate people anymore. Yeah. We especially don't need to vaccinate people from the NHS who are, NHS have worked throughout this time yeah. getting COVID. Quite they often without a vaccination. Without vaccination. Listen, most of them got COVID early on mm. and work through and, and, and have lots of antibodies. And the, the fact that he, he says, he, but he still says, I've got to read this, whilst vaccinations remain our very best line of defence against COVID-19, I believe that it's no longer proportionate to require vaccination as a condition of deployment through statute. It was never... No. So in Anything other words, he doesn't want to sack anybody for not being jabbed. He doesn't want to sack any, anybody for not being jabbed. After, you know what he reminds me of? You remember when you were at school, I don't know if you ever had this, but you had this bully that never actually hit you, but used to kind of put their fists right in your face like yeah. that. And then yeah, you'd in my fall... case, it was the nuns. Uh, well, mine too. <laughs> mine too. There you go. And they, but they come right up to you and then you'd fall over. Yeah. They'd make you fall over mm. and they'd walk away laughing because you fell over. Right. That's what he reminds me of. He, he pushed people to the yes. brink like a bully yeah. but, and then had to stand back. He knew he had to stand yeah. back. I just hope it, he holds firm on mm. this because, you know, there's whisperings that he's done that, but we haven't had it set well, he in said stone that he's yet. he's looking at doing it, isn't, hasn't he? That's what he said in So what's he looking at? What is he waiting so, for? So, yeah, I mean, they love, a, they love an inquiry, don't they, the old... Uh, he does, the but the real thing with him is you can't trust a word he says. You don't know what he truly believes in. And I think you're right, actually. He uses that, that sort of sense about being a... He's like an implicit bully. Mm. He doesn't need to actually push or hit you just because of the way he conducts himself. Yeah. And he and more it's or less really, is, it's really unattractive. And by doing what he's done, which because he started off by saying, "Did he not? We're not going to ever impose vaccination on yes. anyone. That's not what we do in he this country." He said that. Then he did it and said, you know, we'll be firing you if you don't get this done. And now he's saying, oh, we don't think we need to do that anymore. So you're kind of going, so you've done complete sort of 360 degrees yeah. on every single subject, right? But he also, he also should now admit, actually, I only really said it because I wanted you to get vaccinated, because that's very clear, right? Yes, yeah. and, and, and in a sense, but that's the awfulness of the whole nudge thing, isn't mm. it? And I think a lot of people saw through that early doors. And But you've now got so many people in the health service who I think feel... They feel they've been used and abused. Yeah. Exactly that. And an awful lot of in decent, an ordinary, way. working, um, frontline doctors, nurses, you know, uh, anaesthetists, you know, immunologists, whatever, have all been talking recently and they felt empowered. And you've been involved, haven't you, with that 100,000 yes. group? Yes, we've, we've done the 100 And I think that's been really important because I think basically it's given people the strength to go out and say things which they were frightened to say. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is that the Together Declaration and the 100K nurses, mm. they, we, they've made, we've made a big difference. The fact that Sajid, when, when Dr. Stephen James went up to him, he, he asked those nurses, mm. what do you think about mandates? Isn't it great? And all of them, because they're fearful of their jobs, they're all kind of looking down, looking yeah. around. They weren't making eye contact. They didn't answer him. But then Dr. Stephen James, you know, he stepped up in a calm, wonderful way and said, actually, let me just tell you, this is the reason why I don't think I need a vaccination. Mm. And do you know what Sajid said to him? In your opinion. Yeah. I mean, what right. a pillock. I know. I mean, you, you, 
what do you mean, in your opinion? He's yeah. a doctor. He's, He's just doctor. explained to you right. step by step why he doesn't need a vaccination mm. working within the NHS. Yeah. And the, the fact of the matter is, and I am not an anti-vaxxer, it really drives me nuts. <laughs> I've been vaccinated, alas, I did it out of coercion. I have to be able to travel. My parents are not yeah. well. They live in another country. I did not do it for my health. I did it because I was coerced to do it, and I'm angry with myself. Yeah. I trusted the government. I was one of these naive people that thought people got into power because they wanted the best for us and I trusted them. It's been heartbreaking for yeah. me to wake up and now I don't trust a word that comes out of any of their mouths right. because they lie Well, did you see what Jeremy time. Hunt said today? Um, Laura Dosworth pointed this out to me that he's put out um, a little message on Twitter saying that, you know, whoever is going to trust the government now uh, when they try to do the right thing? And he thinks that they should go back to actually in, in, in you know, um, suggesting that it should be ma mandatory because he thinks it's the wrong decision. But he actually said, well, who will trust the government now? Well, well no the one. The answer is no, no one. one. No, and one. no one did before. Because, right. because there'd be so many U-turns. Mm. And you sort of, I mean, even things like the letter in the uh, Sunday Times from the Prime Minister and the Chancellor saying that we're, n we're not going to scrap the national insurance rights. Mm. Because they've written that, you almost can guarantee before April that they will. they'll scrap it. Yeah. And it's a terrible way to run a country. And well, it is. And also, what about all the travel restrictions? You know, Boris yes. gets, in, gets into the shtuck about, uh, about party gate and suddenly, oh, no more travel. No need to get tested. Don't worry about getting tested before you come back. <laughs> in fact, you know what? Don't even get tested when you, when you, when you get here. Um, and also, you don't have to self-isolate. Don't worry about doing any of that. But that's my point. The point is, is it's, it's all been about controlling us. It's mm. all been about the nudge. None of it is based on a virus. No. It's all about taking our powers yeah. as a people. And this is a conservative government. Yes. No, you know, not. they're not it's supposed to be no, no, no. He calls it no, I, I invented the word, yes. and I think it'll end up in the dictionary, consocialist. They are yeah. now the party of high regulation, yeah. authoritarian control, yeah. high tax, yeah. And, and that's not public spending. That is, that is a form of socialism. It's a consocialism. And that's what they all are. Yeah. And we'll get on to Boris Johnson in a moment, I'm sure, because we're probably going to carry him over from last week. But who's your first nominee? So my first one, actually, completely different tack, is Neil Young. <laughs> oh I mean, you know, wonderful singer and songwriter and musician. Marvellous. Incredible career. But he's just blown it. Yeah. Big time. By thinking that he is bigger than Spotify, He's more important than the right to free speech. And he basically said to Spotify, either you get rid of Joe Rogan, uh, who's, I think, probably the biggest podcast yeah. host possibly in the world, mm. either you get rid of him or I'm off and you can't use my songs. And guess they, what Spotify They didn't said? think about it for long, did they? Bye. <laughs> bye, Neil Young. <laughs> so long. So long. As my kids would say, bye, Felicia. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, what a plank. Yeah. I know. What an utter He's tank. actually succeeded in cancelling himself. I think it's the first self-cancel, isn't it? That Where actually is a good thing. For, for, yeah. for, for people of our persuasion, that is a good thing. He's cancelled himself. Yeah. But you know what makes me laugh? Is that it's, it's like these old rockers. So it's Joni Mitchell, it's Neil Young, yeah. and Barry Manilow too. I mean, I'm surprised to hear he was still alive, I thought, actually. No, I thought Manilow put a tweet out saying that there were rumours that he had done the same thing, yes. but they weren't true. Oh, right? OK, fair enough. No, I think enough. he denied it. Oh, OK. Oh, good, I can go back yeah. to dancing yeah. so to go Barry back to Manilow. Yeah. You know, don't worry. <laughs> So Neil Young is my first plank of the week because I just think what he did is just, just awful, so unnecessary. Yeah. But he's got form, you know that. Yeah, he's got a bit but of form. But he's got form he's got for form. being a, a, a rather unpleasant character. Yeah, right? he has. He's, he hasn't he's got any completely homophobic. He hasn't got any, any, any form for being woke, which is kind of what he was inferring because yeah. he was saying that they were putting out misinformation about COVID, which actually Joe Rogan doesn't do. No. He just chats. Yeah. But the point is that actually... Spotify, it's a platform to host things, whether you're hosting music, 
you're hosting podcasts, you're hosting debates. Mm. And that's what freedom of speech is about. And there's a guy who's, you know, Canadian-American, he's, he's in North America. I mean, the home of, of openness and yeah. free speech and democracy. Was. One of, was. Well, I was going to listen to one of his podcasts, you know, and somebody said, oh, don't listen to the most recent one because he's interviewing Jordan Peterson. And it's four hours long. And, I and went, it's oh. wonderful. Well, no, I haven't got four hours to spare. Oh, you put it on in the car as you're driving I along. haven't got four hours to spare in the car either, unless I'm <laughs> trying to drive some of them are, Some of them are really good. I'm sure I, they are. I listened to one that was three hours long. But the, but the point is that it's a platform for music and debate and discussion. It's not a, uh, a sort of a political, you know, I'm so great and big, either you do this or you can't have right. my music. I mean, who do you think you are? I know. Yeah, who are you? Exactly. Who are you? But, but it was also interesting, but, wasn't it? Because it was kind of a culture clash between people who hadn't heard of Neil Young and people who hadn't heard of Joe Rogan. And it was the old versus the young, if you Yeah, it really was, yeah. And because people were going, who the hell's Neil Young? You know, Joni Mitchell, what? I mean, you, you could say, in the nice possible way, you could say, who the hell's heard of either of them? Yeah. yeah. But everybody's heard of Spotify. Yes. And for a reason that it's a, it's a platform for people to be yeah. able to enjoy themselves and, the, and choose what they listen to. But this just highlights the erosion of freedom of speech. That's the big thing for me. That's what this is highlighting. The fact that, you know, people are telling us what we can discuss. Now, I... There's a lot of things that get discussed that I really don't agree with, that we all don't mm. agree with, but we want to discuss them. You know, it's the cancelling out of things that is so worrying. And I just don't want to grow up in a world where we can't have a healthy and nice debate. And one of the things that Joe Rogan does is, because I'd never heard of him really before, so I started listening to him recently because of what's happening. So it's just driven me straight to him. Yeah. I know Neil Young's music, it's not for me. Um, but, you know, and... And what he does is he, he gets these people on and he questions them and he jabs them and yeah. he says, oh, hang on a minute, I don't know if that's true. Could you, could you look that up? So it's not a kind of bombardment of some no, it's, kind it's, of propaganda. It's, it's, a, it's a debate mm. and it's a discussion. Yeah. It's, and actually, it's very engaging and, it, and they are quite long and that in itself mm. is quite unusual. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, I did think it's one of those things where actually Neil Young wasn't quite as valuable as he thought. He clearly <laughs> didn't realise just yeah. how much Spotify had paid Joe Rogan. No, to, my favourite sort of part of the story in a way, though, was Harry and Meghan's intervention. Oh. Because they decided to throw their, you know, two pennies worth into the ring when presumably Meghan woke up and saw that they weren't in the news that day. And went, yes. Right, what can we do, Harry, Harry, you know. Um, <laughs> So, of course, they then said, oh, you should be very careful about what you allow on the, 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 the platform. But don't worry, we'll still keep the 18 million you've paid us uh, for one podcast. We didn't threaten to leave Spotify or anything because they're no. so upset because they need well, the money. There's, there's nothing to leave. I mean, they haven't well, actually done anything. Well, they've done one podcast. And Spotify have now taken over production of it because they're going, you guys are useless. We've asked you to do like one podcast <laughs> a month. So far, they've only done one in a year. Unbelievable. It's incredible, isn't it? And they're it? going to keep that money. Oh, they will. Just I mean, I do a podcast which goes out on Spotify as well. I wish I got one million of my eighteen million. I think you should. You're doing. You know, you're working on it. Mike. We're doing. You never we're know. Doing, right? I mean, yeah. progress. Listen, it's all going very well. Now, I'm going to bring you my first um, complete and utter plank, and this is quite recent. It happened, I think, only just a couple of days ago. Whoopi Goldberg. She's on this TV show in America called The View, where she came out with the most unbelievable statement I think I've seen in quite a while. Well, she basically said that the Holocaust was not about race, in her words, because it was white people killing white people. What planet is she on? I mean, it just beggars it, belief. Is, is that it? not in itself the most racist thing you've ever well, heard? Well, you would think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's evidence, I suppose, that a lot of people on the left seem to think that, you know, it can't be racist unless you can't be a victim of racism unless you're black. I mean, it's, it's, I mean that, that is so awful. It, it highlights everything which is wrong with that side of the argument. But and it, 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 you think, 
how could you even think that, let alone say it? Right. The wokeism of, of it's really funny how woke has certain kind of tribes. Yeah. So you're woke and you love everyone and everything is fine, but somehow it's okay to be anti-Semitic when you're woke. It seems to be that that seems to be the general kind of move in things, because they yes, don't seem to d d defend anyone who's Jewish. It doesn't matter what happens no, if you're Jewish. It's almost it? like a, a sort of a standard base case. Yes. That being anti-Semitic which is utterly awful and is in itself racist, is part of being woke yeah. and part of being progressive. Right, because you have to be on the side of the Palestinians. You have to be on the side yeah. of the Palestinians. And that's possibly why there are so many hate crimes being done now to Jewish people. Yeah. It's on the rise. And it's very much and on the rise. And it's because of the woke. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 I just think it's sort of the, one of the most horrendous things. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it here in the UK. Yeah, but we really are, and that's, and that's the worst thing. And if what, it had been the other way around, though, she'd be cancelled now. Well, she would, yeah, but she'd because be she's on the left-hand side of, of the political debate, that you know, she hasn't been. Because she actually made it worse. She then went on um, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. This was on Monday night, I think, to try, try and explain what it was that she had said. Um, and then she said this. When you talk about being a racist, you can't call this racism. This was evil. This wasn't based on skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Right? You had to delve deeply and figure it out. My point is the Nazis had to do the work. Sorry? You're kind of going... Sorry? So they couldn't basically look... What she's saying is they couldn't look into a room and go, oh, look, there's three black people will go and, you know, take them out. So let me, let me just... Just to kind of work through this. So if you are of mixed heritage, but you're, like, really pale skins and you don't look like you're black, someone mm. like Megan... Yeah. ...then she can't get any racism. Apparently, is that what she's saying? That's the logic, isn't it? Because, I, you know, I've got a lot of mixed-race friends or dual-heritage well, we friends who, who look more Greek than I look. Yeah. So I don't understand what she's saying. Exactly right. If the Klan is coming down the street and I'm standing with a Jewish friend, I'm going to run. But if my friend decides not to run, they'll get passed by most times because you can't tell who's Jewish. Unbelievable. I mean, how can you even get away with saying those words? I mean, I know we're all about free speech, and I'm not saying she shouldn't be allowed to say them. I I'm get just it. expressing absolute incredulity that she would even think that. And there's no uproar from her saying these yeah. words. No, none at all. No That's nothing. the thing. There's no uproar from the woke, from the left. Uh, there's no defence. Uh, you know, there's no defence on behalf of the Jewish community. No. no. From the people who claim to be the greatest defenders. Right. It's just awful. It, it is. is. It's just mind-blowing. Things is. like this are just, you know, you hear these comments and they just blow your mind. Thinking, where am I living? You know, what year is this? What is going on? And also, if you want to be historical about it, you know, the Nazis didn't just kill Jewish people. No, they, they didn't. They killed an awful lot of other groups of people. Yeah. Uh, they killed the a, an awful lot of Polish people. I mean, you know, it was, it I was, suppose that wasn't um, that, in any way racist. It was, either, no, yeah. no. it was ethnic cleansing to the greatest degree. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as you say, it wasn't just the Jewish. It was. And last week was Holocaust Memorial Week. And so, you and know, so it's, not it's, it's, it's great, really highlighted at this time. It's piece of timing, is it? Yeah. It's really shocking. And you know that when people talk like that about Jewish people, that they probably are quite anti-Semitic. Yeah, you can feel it. You, you, really can, you can. can feel it in the undertone of the, of the words that are coming out of yeah. their mouths. You can feel yeah, that. Absolutely. Exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, so who's your second? Oh, so my second has to be, has to be, um, Shikinta. I always say her name wrong. Uh, Jacinda. Jacinda. Yeah, Jacinda she was in it last Ahern. week as well. Oh, was she's she been again? in it quite a bit. Well, because of the madness of New Zealand. Okay. You know, but, locking it all down, but now telling people, she's... you know, not to travel anywhere. Okay, so we know that she's... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about... Work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Bat poo bonkers. She is. But for me, for me, this, what she's I, done I, I now. I always do my, uh, Jacinda, I'm uh-huh. um, yeah. impression at this moment. Jacinda, I, I do it this week. Jacinda, for me, is what she's done to one poor woman. So Charlotte Bellis is a journalist. She was working in Afghanistan for Al Jazeera and she got pregnant with her partner. Now, if you are pregnant <laughs> in Afghanistan, uh, you, are, you, you could be put to death. The yeah. Taliban don't agree with being pregnant out of marriage. Right. And so she was trying to get home to New Zealand. She filled in 50 documents, all the paperwork, 50 documents to get home. And it has been said that she doesn't have enough evidence, evidence to go home. She's had to go back to Afghanistan, put her hands, herself, and her unborn child into the hands of the Taliban, rather than go home to New Zealand where her family is and where she's from. And she said that they said that she did not provide any evidence. She filled in 50 documents. So can you imagine if you are safer with the Taliban, when the, when the Taliban offers you sanctity yeah. and your own country doesn't, what does that say about the madness of your country? New Zealand is, is lost. It, it's turned into a madness. And unfortunately, she's done such a great job of brainwashing all her people. They, she got, she's going to get voted in again. Well, and I think she, she had, I mean, most re, her most recent lockdown, which was based on one family going to one wedding in Auckland and like five people getting COVID and none of them having it, you know, to the point where they were anywhere near dying. Um, I think her, her popularity has dipped slightly. You're probably right. She probably still would get re-elected. But it shows you, doesn't it, how much they love this authoritarian control. But, Mike, so what's going to happen in New Zealand? That they're just going to, like, become this hermetically sealed place? Because it's a virus. Yeah. It's an airborne virus. Yes. It's going to get in and it's going to get you. Just right. like Omicron's got everybody. I don't yeah. know anyone who had, didn't get Omicron. Yeah. Everybody got right. it. What is so it in the air down there? I mean, it's like, not only is it New Zealand, I mean, they're like Australia on steroids. Yeah. yeah. What is it in the air I down know. there that they've become what we thought was sort of normalised, democratic, freedom-loving, you know, with a sort of a Western approach yeah. to life, and suddenly they've become, no, 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 it's completely authoritarian. The police have gone utterly bonkers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the way that they've abused their powers. And you think, hang on, I mean, as I say, New Zealand is, is Australia on steroids. Yeah. And, of course, the lockdown fanatics in this country go, see what they did, see how great they did it, because hardly anybody died. But they're... they're well, yeah, they're... but no, you might as well be dead, because you can't do anything. But interestingly, if you actually look at the, the other side of it, which is if you look at excess deaths data, for example, then they're no better than many others. Mm. No. So uh, actually the data doesn't support uh, that Saving lives. It doesn't support saving yeah. lives. And that's the big thing for me with, it, with lockdown and with the whole thing that we have done with COVID is none of it supports saving but lives. what's going no. on? There don't appear to be the, the protests in New Zealand that no. you're beginning to see in Australia and that we're seeing elsewhere, for yeah. example, in Canada. Right. Mm. And I don't understand why. What, what has she done? How has she brainwashed? She's frightened them. New Zealanders. Mm. I mean, you know, this is the home of the All Blacks, for heaven's yeah. sake. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, these are, these are some of the bravest, toughest, most brilliant rugby players uh, in a very small population. If they've got people like the All Blacks, you think, 
How come they've, how, how's she been able to frighten a mm. whole population? I don't understand. It that. is very, very weird. Where has yeah. the fighting spirit gone? I know. Something, we, I mean, we've got to keep our eyes on New Zealand because there are, there are is over a million New Zealanders who live outside of New Zealand mm. who have not been able to see their family yeah. for two years now. Right. So, you know, this can't Well, I've, you know, I've already more or less decided that I'm never now going to, I've never been to Australia or New Zealand. I quite like the idea of going, but I'm just never going to go now. Yeah. You I don't want them no to interest. your cash. I certainly don't. But also I've got no yeah. interest in, in going there now because I'm kind of, kind of disappointed in what they're doing. In the people as well, yeah, because they've the been so easily too. brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, that's the thing that gets to me. That's the thing that's opened my eyes so much is how easily brainwashed or nudged. And I know it's a slow, nu a slow nudge, yeah. so it does work really effectively. Right. And the fear nudge is the greatest way to nudge anyone. What is bizarre, though, is that, uh, you know, both New Zealanders and Australians, historically, you think of them as such open, fun-loving, Game, well, give it a go, yeah. approach to life. Yeah. That's all, all the all that I've ever met have been, you know. But you know what I think that's about. I think a lot of that is about the people who travel to Europe, and I think a lot of the people who don't travel to Europe who just stay there, a bit like America, you know, where sixty percent of them still don't have a passport, yes. and they don't leave the country, so that's they really don't know point. anything about it. Yeah, and really Helen Dale point. also says a funny thing about it. She could being Australian, she said, mm. you know, you must remember that these were not just convicts that started Australia; they were their jailers as well. Yeah. So you know. Maybe maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Bit too deep though. It's for that, that's week, quite deep. I'm sort of trying to be more optimistic. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I mean, the cricket team shouldn't have gone either because that was a disaster. That was a proper disaster. <laughs> I mean, they should have read the rules and said, "Nah, nah. nah we're nah, going to bother. No, we're not coming. Yeah, yeah. We're not coming. We're not going to get thrashed. Your and team's smacked too good. The face. No, exactly right. So your second one. So my second one, of course, has to be the leader of the SNP in the House of Commons, the one and only Ian. Blockford. Are we in Blockford, I mean, as I call it? Blocks me. I mean, here's a guy. Mr. Squeaker. You know, firstly, <laughs> because he calls for Boris to resign basically every week yeah. since time began, right. that it has less effect. But actually, he was onto something this week in mm. the House of Commons when Boris gave an appalling performance. Mm -hmm. But because he overstepped the mark in saying that basically Boris had misled the House, look, we all know mm. that Boris has misled the House on at least one occasion. So, he was in the right, but then because he, he overstepped the, the rules and the regulations in the House of Commons, would basically say you can't accuse someone of lying mm. in the House of Commons. Um, so he forced the Speaker to ask him to withdraw or say inadvertently. And then bizarrely, for someone who likes to be big and tough and strong and Scottish, he semi-bottled it. Yeah. And he wasn't sure and he sort of wobbled and he, he did right. this. And he did that weird thing where he, he did a very weird a thing. complete 360 degree he evolution turned, before and he then he sort of And then he said, well, inadvertently, and then, and then uh, the speaker wanted clarification and he popped up again and he it bounced around. And he completely lost it. And so it all became, the whole thing became not about Boris resigning, it became about whether or not Blackford Blockford yeah. had blown it. Right. And whether or not he had the bottle to go through with it. And so, of course, actually, the validity of what he was trying to do and say lost. was lost. Mm. And so I think that deserves a serious nomination does. for Plank of the Week. Definitely does. But isn't it rather pathetic that we still have this crazy notion that if, as long as you say inadvertently, yeah, that's, that's, then that's, that's, that's okay. The it's, so, I mean, it's linguistics. Surely it? you should be if able to say to that rules. you believe somebody misled Parliament. You should be able to say that. I, I agree. It, it is bizarre because in, you can talk about other people uh, because you've got parliamentary privilege. Mm. So you can accuse other people who are non-parliamentarians of X yeah, or so Y or Z. so you can basically libel somebody. So you can libel someone, you can defame someone, and you can't be sued if you're saying it yeah. in the House. Right. I think it's the House of Commons and the House yeah, of Yeah, I Lords. think it is, yeah. 
but you can't uh, say to the other side, uh, you've misled the house. Mm. Uh, that's a lie. It, it does seem odd. I mean... Yeah, I mean, the, that, the, that, that's wrong. The palace of free it's speech mad, and, and yeah. openness and honesty, well, it, it does seem mad. It seems mad. And I think then, then the general, you know, general public say, just tell it as it is, lad. Mm. Yeah. And also everybody saw, and might as well talk about Boris now, because we're going to carry Boris Johnson over, I think, from last week. <laughs> Nobody needs to nominate him. Because, you know, we all watched him when he was describing how horrific and uh, it was when he discovered that Allegra Stratton had been joking about parties that he didn't know about. And then later on decided that he not only knew about the parties, he was actually at one, right? Even though he didn't know it was a party. And you're kind of going, well, surely the first bit you said then wasn't true. Yeah. So when yeah. you said how awful it was and how shocked you were... Yeah about something that you knew about, that clearly was a lie, wasn't it? Do you know what I would be really interested to do is to do kind of like a bar thing to see who hasn't lied. Is there anyone in that house that hasn't lied to the British public mm. it, it, during these past two yeah. years? Because did, it's I, constant, unrelenting it, it's lies. Just, I did enjoy, I forget who, but one MP stood up and asked Boris if there needed to be an inquiry as to whether he was or wasn't in the house at that moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the That's thing. brilliant. And they are, now in this, brilliant. they are now in this ludicrous holding pattern where having told us all, you know, a week and a half ago, we'll wait for the report. You know, we've waited for the report and now it turns out that the report isn't coming out or hasn't come out yet. We've only had a, an well, update. That, from, that will be my report. third nomination. We will come on to I that. I will come on to that because we'll that involves uh, the Metropolitan Police. Okay. But as far as the Boris Johnson side of it is concerned, you know, it's clearly that, it's clearly that he is the beneficiary of all of this. Um, and the fact that, you know, he has nothing to do with it is laughable, you know. And we now seem to be living in a kind of banana republic, don't we? Feels that way. It does feel that which way. Is, really which is horrific, actually, yeah. for a country like the UK to be so embarrassed, so humiliated. Mm. I mean, here's a, here's a Prime Minister who's making such a shambles of running his country that he had to postpone a phone call with yeah. President Putin. Well, it gets worse. In order to deal with Boozegate and yeah. Partygate. <laughs> and it gets worse. And how can you apparently... have a serious conversation with another world leader and that leader's going to say, So, um, uh, were you at the party? Were you in the house? Is it your house? Whose house is it? Right. I mean, how can you? Just, it's just the mind boggles. But apparently today he tried to put another call into Putin. Putin didn't take the call. I'm not surprised. And of course, he's now going to Kiev, um, as I said on the show today. Um, he's supposedly to stop a war happening. He can't even stop a party going on in his house. <laughs> I mean, he's hardly going to be able to stop the Russians, is he? I mean, it seems ridiculous. Anyway, uh, so time for my second one. I'm going to go slightly off uh, the political spec spectrum for a while. The campaign for real ale. Ah, now, I didn't sounds even know, delicious. I didn't even know they were still going. But, I mean... You're in the, um, the hospitality business. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever come across anyone from the campaign for real ale. But there I, was a time... I've but I like it. They started in 1971 because there was a time when I was much younger, when I first started drinking beer, that beer was pretty awful. You'd go into a pub and you'd just get some kind of Carlsberg lager. Nothing against Carlsberg, by the way. But, you know, it was all the same. Mm, yeah. And it was all gassy. It was all really gassy dreadful. and awful. And then yeah. suddenly, campaign for real ale came along. Actually, it was kind of cool because yeah. they decided to have local small breweries, microbreweries, as they call them now, and it was hand pumps, and it was a bit of a sort of religion. But the people that were in it were all of a certain type. You know, they were kind of, you know, cardigan-wearing, sandal-wearing... Corduroys. Corduroy-wearing sort Fashion of... Fashion now, you know. You know, um, <laughs> guys who didn't tend to have girlfriends. I mean, it was a bit like that. And believe it or not, right, I actually... Because I applied for every job there was um, at the beginning of my journalism. You didn't career. apply for a job at these people? I did. I, no. applied, I applied for a job... Does that mean the, you didn't have a girlfriend at the time? Um, no, I did have a girlfriend at the time, and that's oh when I realised... That was when I realised it wasn't going to work for me. <laughs> Because I wouldn't be able to bring her along. Because yeah. I'd be like, what's that? It's a girl. Is it? Blimey. <laughs> what do they do? They don't drink beer. No. Um, so I had to go to St Albans, right, for the interview. Because, of course, they were based in St Albans. 
And I was applying for the job of editor of the campaign for Real Ale's um, monthly magazine. <laughs> I mean, Which must the, have been a stimulating week. Yeah, it wasn't about <laughs> drinking. How much can you get? It wasn't the worst job I applied for, <laughs> yeah. but that's another story. Um, anyway, so we went and we met in this in this sort of ramshackle building, and then we went to the pub. And sure enough, the guy who was interviewing me was wearing a sort of mustard-coloured cardigan, sort of tartan shirt, had a beard, and was wearing sandals. And we went to the pub, and we met five other people who all looked exactly the same. And we're standing, and they're all kind of talking about the beer. Anyway, the reason for them being put into Plank of the Week is because they've now decided to change their image. And believe it or not, they've gone for a diversity drive so that they could yes. lose their image of being male, pale, and stale, which the, they'll never do. No, because the thing is, they're the people that are interested in that. Why try and yeah. force somebody else to be interested so when they're not there, interested in it? There's presumably an advert for a diversity and inclusion officer. Well, they'll have to start with that, but they're apparently they're, they're <laughs> quizzing members now who are in their organisation no. um, about their sexual no. orientation, oh. their oh, ethnicity, no. and wait for it, their gender identity assigned at birth. Oh, I mean, oh, just that's I don't like to get into trouble no. with the, Stop. I don't want to get into trouble with the, you know, the more, uh, shall we say, progressive members of, uh, of our panel, but... I mean, assigned at birth is not something I'd buy, I'd buy into. I mean, you were born, weren't you? Either yes. a boy or a girl. Yes. Were you not, I was not assigned a gender at birth. I didn't fill out any forms. No, listen, the thing is about all of this is that I mean, are sorry. they just jumping on a bandwagon now because they feel they, they, they're, they, is it something to get them in the press? Because let's be honest, you know, there are not many people that are that interested in ale. You have to be a certain type, like you said. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you're pushing for all of these diversities. I don't understand what the point is. You go for the person that's interested in the job and is best for the job. Yeah. And I just don't understand what they're doing here. And they're doing it on so many other platforms, mm. aren't they? Just leave it be. All you need is one person in the organisation to say, oh, I don't think we're doing enough about this. That's madness. What they should be doing is saying, actually, we've done our job rather well and yes. we could basically put the whole thing into... Into pause mode, well, into sleep, because they've done a great job. Well, what they ought to be doing is lobbying the government to try and reduce the tax on beer. Yeah. Or oh, yes, something. They could, yes. something or make useful. Something, yes. something useful. I mean, something what useful. are they doing assigning people's birth? I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. I know. Anyway, so camera, proper, you're absolute proper nomination. Planks. Luckily, I didn't get the job. I can't remember. <laughs> I, think I, I think I was shortlisted or something, but fortunately they gave it to somebody. Because I was only about 21, you see. I kept surprised. When, when I turned up, they'd all go, oh, you're a bit young. Because yeah. I didn't really shave or anything. You haven't drunk enough ale. And yeah, and I didn't really, I mean... Did I you just, have a beard at the time? Was your beard not... No, I couldn't even grow one. I couldn't grow a beard. <laughs> I've, I've actually never grown a beard, but I didn't I, even ever. shave until I was 23. I was one of those late developers. So anyway, sorry, guys, you could have had me. And instead... <laughs> just imagine how successful they would have been. I mean, they would have, I been, they would have been a global media empire. Well, probably, my, yeah, it's absolutely right. You know. Anyway, so who's your third one? <laughs> so my third one is Justin Trudeau. Of course. Oh. Who is, I mean... The world's oh, hide-and-seek champion, yeah. I mean, he's known. he is just <laughs> such... He is, absolutely. He is the weakest, most pathetic oh. of all men. And what's really funny is because, you know, when he first kind of came to power, I remember a lot of women who, you know, he was a Everyone kind of... Everyone thought he was a he was They a thought babe, he was a babe and he was young and he was handsome and he was, you know, masculine. And he is such a ridiculous, pathetic squid of a man. Oh, he is. It's unbelievable. He, what he has done here by ignoring his people, and the fact of the matter is that in, 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 uh, in March... Uh, 2020, the 31st of March, he said um, he wanted, so 
uh, he wanted us to thank, he wanted the people to thank the truckers. They had a hashtag, thank a trucker for everything they're doing to help however you can. Yes. So he, he went out of his way to thank these people that had carried on working, yes. delivered everything, did mm -hmm. everything they were supposed to do. And now he's calling them, he's calling them racists, he's calling them extremists. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact is that a million people are coming out mm. on the streets to yeah. cheer Incredible. these truckers on. Over 50,000 trucks. It's going to be in the Guinness Book of mm. Records. I think it's, it's 100 kilometres long or something now, is it? 100 kilometres long. Just extraordinary. So, uh, as well as Justin being pathetic, mm. weak-livered squid, yeah. so is the social, mainstream social uh, media of the whole world, mainstream yeah. media of the world. It's not been on the news, yeah. not on the BBC, not on ITV, The BBC Channel finally 4. did a story on it, actually. I think it was yesterday. Oh, or, when? You know, but literally it was online. I don't know if they did it on There was nothing TV. over the weekend. And there was nothing no. over the weekend while it was all going on. I don't think it was actually on television, but it was online. they did an online story on it. Well, how can that be? It's the biggest world news story mm. going on at the moment. It really is that these people are fighting to have body autonomy, yeah. to decide what goes into their bodies and to, to push back against the overstep of powers yeah. like we've got in because New Zealand they're, they're and in Canada I think, now. Are they not to having to be vaccinated in order to cross the border? Or yes, yes. because it works both ways. Yeah. And right. uh, I think I'm right in that the, the American truckers have also they're coming out. Mandated to be vaccinated to cross the border. Mm. So it's it works both ways. I know, it's mad. Um, it? And how but did for me Trudeau... it became, even if you didn't think it was a big story then, um, when Justin Trudeau suddenly went into hiding with his <laughs> yeah. family, you kind of going, sorry? What, what do you mean he's got into hiding? So, Nobody knows. So this... I don't know if he's come out yet. Somebody said to me today they think he's got COVID now. Yes, that's right. How many times has he had COVID? Oh my goodness, this is the point. So every single time <laughs> there's something to discuss, they get, I'm so sorry, I've got COVID. I, I might have, uh, I've been in touch with someone who's got COVID. He's I've the got COVID prince, this. queen and king of yeah. COVID. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great way, isn't it, of, of not having to talk about things. Right. You just say yes. you've got COVID, you isolate, and then you don't have to face the press. Yeah. Of course, you don't have to deal with that's what Boris did. I mean, he's, he is, he has been so rude with them. He's, he's called, like we said, they, they are they are a small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa, who are holding unacceptable views that are express uh, that, that they are expressing, do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know um, and how to follow the science. Well, we know the science doesn't work in this one because it depends on whose science you're following, doesn't it? I've, I know so many doctors and scientists who are now saying, uh, if Canada had Omicron now, like we have, it's mm. end of game. Right? Right. We're, we're very lucky. Britain, we've yes. got that. So which side? And also a lot of them are now going back on what they said before and saying, oh, well, of course, now that things are different because so many people are vaccinated, yeah. maybe, um, you know, in retrospect, we shouldn't have done some of those things that we did, but we didn't know that it's, then. It's whether any so of the these... science is always moving, isn't it? Well, this is the point. Will any of these leaders ever have the courage to say, actually, there's no such thing as the science? Mm. Science is never settled. Science yeah. always evolves. And science progresses because different scientists challenge other scientists to check their views and to learn from each other. But That's how you make progress. Yeah, yeah. Like the science. The problem is, and this is what is so frightening, is that there is no debate now. So if yeah. you are a scientist that doesn't agree with the narrative, you're cancelled and you're blocked. And that's not how I we behave in the that. free world. I think it's beginning to change. I was saying to somebody today, watching all of that yesterday in Parliament and watching Boris Johnson sort of squirm and have to answer questions from people talking about how other people had suffered, you know, you can see that there's a change. You can see that people are kind of going, that really doesn't look like the right thing to do, and it shouldn't have been, you know? It, it, but it's, it, you're right, but I think once again, the people are realising this mm. before the politicians yeah. have the courage to say So they'll start yeah. getting it when they yes. start to see and the and you're polls. starting to see uh, journalists start, you know, from the mainstream media who supported the madness, uh, starting to try and wriggle their way into a different position. Mm. 
wriggle and because they, they are yes, and, and on eventually, their eventually, some of the politicians will be faced with having to either admit that uh, there are different forms of science and different views. Uh, you know, wh whether they do that or whether they just say the science has changed, or do they have the courage to say their form of science that they followed was wrong? Was actually wrong. But yeah. and, like and I doubt they will. But things like, you know, where, that will blow it. You know when you feel explosions are going up in your mind? So when, it, when, we were, when there was actually a conversation of whether a scotch egg is a reasonable meal, yes. when, they, when we had moment. a 10 o'clock curfew right. for an airborne virus, for no I, was, reason. I was going around going, it's an airborne virus. Yeah. It, what is no, but going it stops on? at 10 o'clock. And of course, it doesn't like scotch eggs. No. So you're safe. So, so this and is as long thing. as you're in a group of less than six people, you're fine. Thank you. So these rules were being churned out, and I was banging my head against the wall saying, this is nuts. Yeah. And yet the government was giving us yeah. these rules. Yeah, I know. Well, that was the Absolutely. most appalling thing for me when they when I found when we found out what the conversation was in Cabinet about, why they came up with the rule of six. The only other op opposing view was whether it should be the rule of eight. And that was all, whether it should be eight or six, not how about we shouldn't have it. You know? Unbelievable. Incredible. Anyway, the virus is very clever. It works out. Up, oh, oh, if there's only four of you, I won't touch you. And also, but if there's seven of you, you're in trouble. It doesn't get you if you're eating or drinking, apparently. No, for a mask. Particularly if it's a Scotch egg. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and, ah. and of course, then it's it's uh, of course the rules get enforced by uh, the boys and girls in blue. But do you remember? I mean, we've all got stories. I'm sure. I remember going to the local pub, the Horseshoe, when they first reopened and you could only drink outside. Yeah. And guys would turn up from Southwark Council with the old high vis on and, you know, COVID marshal on the back, telling us that we were standing too near the pub. You can't go in, I, I, sorry. The, 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 that very first right. day, and <laughs> I paid for a drink um, and gave the, uh, gave the waiter, I think it was a 10 quid note. Right. And they came back with a fiver and they'd washed the fiver. No. They had no. washed the fiver of COVID. Yeah, the other one, I've got to give this story because it's around the corner from here in Borough yeah. Market. Yes. So I took my son to Borough Market mm. and we went to get something to eat. Mm. And uh, we were standing still eating and this high-vis guy came up and said, you've got to walk. Mm. You can't stand still. Oh, yes, I remember that. I'm outdoors. Yes. You've got to walk. And I was saying, you're going to have to carry me. Right. And really kind of getting cross. But the thing is, what was happening is because I was with my youngest son yeah. and he was going, oh, please don't get into a row. Yeah. And, it was, and, this is, and this is what they did. And they did. don't want you to, yeah. They, don't, you know, they don't, want, don't want you to argue. I'm outside in Borough Market eating, but yeah. I had to do this while I was eating yeah. in a circle because the guy of COVID. I mean, it. but meanwhile, the guy <sighs> who's prepared it for you isn't walking. It's so he's standing or sitting, possibly. But you we know. have been saying this. We have been <laughs> saying this throughout, throughout, and it's unbelievable that so many people felt that it was necessary to follow these, follow these rules. How did that happen? Nudged, terrified, scared put into a complete sort of, almost like a cauldron of fear. And that's where it ended up. But it's funny, isn't it? Because I sometimes think about why people like us have seemingly been immune to that. I don't know why. I don't know what the answer is to that. Because we're not all the same. We're not all exactly, you know. I think, I think we had the, uh, the courage to, 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 to look at different things, sort of dispassionately, logically, with an element of mm. common sense. Right. And say, hang on, really? Really? I, uh, for me, I was, I, it was about two and a half, three weeks, mm. and I was, I felt things are, something's not right at yes. all. But, I mean, the pasting that we all got yes. for having the temerity to write to people, and it, it was so bad, sometimes you just sort of reeled, recoiled in horror and thought, you know, maybe I'm wrong, and mm. you re-look at it and then, nah, 
Yeah, something's that. not right here. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, which brings us to your final one. Brings us to the final one. Well, I talked about the, the boys and girls in blue, and of course in yeah. London they're led by the esteemed, marvellous, marvellous Cressida Dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. Seriously? Still in the job. Still in the job. And let's remember... Apparently they can't find anyone better. Well, so she was reappointed with the ringing endorsement of the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary saying she was the continuity candidate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the continuity. And that there was no one else who... Uh, looked as though they could be any better. I mean, frankly, I would bring in someone from the military yeah. who's got a serious track record of running a big organisation with some discipline and with some proper output and you some proper performance. Ronald McDonald, but, but President Dick, having said, having said, yeah, <laughs> having said that um, they weren't going to this investigate the uh, the supposed COVID crimes because they happened in the past, and yeah. we don't re we don't investigate crimes retrospectively. No, of course do you only investigate things that might happen in the future? That's How it. does that work? Or have just so, happened now so, in the present? So, so she'd said that, uh, and then they said, actually, last Tuesday, she said that they were going to investigate this, but don't worry, Sue Gray, you can carry on as planned. Uh, we're just going to investigate alongside. And then by, by the end of the week, no, 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 all bets are off. This is clearly so serious right. that actually, Sue Gray, you can't now uh, publish your full report. We need to yeah. consume everything. And so you think, hang on, what's gone on here? How has she created such a degree of U-turns and shambolic inconsistency that you end up thinking, is she in cahoots with the Prime Minister that extended her contract? Because, of course, what she's what successfully like. done... Well, it does, yeah, that's it? what it feels and, like. And I, I, in a sense, it feels like that because it's so bad. And I'm not necessarily suggesting that's actually what no. happened. I suspect it's more complete cock-up than conspiracy. Oh, come on, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That's exactly what went on here. That's exactly what's <sighs> going on here. What you're saying should be another inquiry. We'll have another inquiry and find out into, in a couple of years down the road into how did this inquiry happen. Nobody cares. No. I don't want an inquiry. I don't care. It's been done. Never do it again. That's but, but all the, I want. But actually, the implications of it, because, of course, you've got the whole of the Tory party, all their MPs have been saying, we've got to wait for the Sue Gray report. And then all of a sudden, you know, that, that's days away. It's hours away. And then it could be months away yeah. because it's been kicked into the long grass and then, by exactly. the But also, but did yeah. the police not say at the very outset of the announcement that they were doing an investigation, actually, no, that won't matter. You can still release the yes. Sue Gray yeah. report. Exactly. So on day one, they were like, that's fine, you can go, yeah. you carry on. And then suddenly, so, two so, days later, no, you can't. So, so, so what happened? And I think that she has, uh, she's humiliated and embarrassed at the good name of the Met Police. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, again. again, again and again. And again and again. I mean, multiple, multiple instances of this, whether it was Operation Midland, whether it was the report that came out last year about the, the corruption to do with the Daniel Morgan uh, investigation uh, following his tragic murder. Uh, just so many instances of her personal incompetence. Um, so, yeah, she's, uh, she's damaged the good name of the Met Police. Uh, she's interfered with uh, an inquiry into what's gone on in Number 10. And she's actually led to the situation where the whole, the whole country is we're sort of left in stasis whilst there's all sorts of massive global events mm. going on. And it's a shambles, yeah. utter shambles. And, and meanwhile, the, the crime rates and the detection yes. rates this of crime have this fallen to so, literally single figures. 5% of burglaries now yeah. solved, uh, something like 6% uh, of, the, the charge of, of investigations. Yes, yes, the charge rate, but the actual... That's not the conviction rate, no, no. that's the charge, charge rate. rate. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. in terms of burglary, only 5% um, of, of the crimes are even investigated. Never so mind she solved. has, I mean, she has, she has 
firmly established herself, in my view, as one of the nation's greatest ever planks. Yes, I think that's in right. Fact, in fact, maybe, maybe she's plod of the week. Plod of the week would be good, yeah. But if you're right see about the cover-up, do you see what... If you're right about the, the cover-up theory, then actually she's plant of the week. Yeah. yeah. Not plank, not plod, but plant, plant of, the of the week. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a sort of triumvirate. Of she's a triumvirate. She's a she's a she's a triple plodder planker planter. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Right, <laughs> we're going to rush now because we've got to okay. finish up. My okay. final one is the highway code. This is something we talked about a lot last week, but mm. it came sort of a little bit too late for the planks uh, list. So I'm going to say the highway code. I don't know about you at the weekend, but I saw an awful lot of people on social media posting pictures of cyclists cycling sort of four abreast, eight of them ahead. There was some in Dorset apparently who deliberately just took off in front of a whole load of cars and didn't move. And there was like eight of them and they were kind of turning around and laughing at the people behind them stuck in a traffic jam. And I mean, I was actually out just the other day and there was some, there was a, a bike coming like that. There was somebody walking there and nobody now knows who's got priority no. because everybody's now confused. Cyclists think they've got priority. Pedestrians think they've got it. Car drivers are annoyed that, that either one of them has got it. And it's a shambles. What they've done is very, very dangerous. It is. I am the wife of a cyclist. He right. loves to cycle. Okay. But I, I, I find cyclists, those men in lycra, those yes. just so irritated. Oh, <laughs> no. No. I, in in defence of my husband, he can wear lycra. Most men can't. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but um, they are causing problems that people are going to get hurt now yeah. because, you know, it's so frustrating. I was cycling between behind some cyclists, there were three abreast. They were going very slowly, they're chatting yeah. to each other, as you right. said. And it, it makes you, the road rage, and, yeah. it's, it's, and it's so annoying, it's so mm. ageing as well to be angry, so I try yeah. not to be. Um, and what can you do? There's nothing yeah. you can do now because the law is on, isn't on your side. No. And all these kids that cross the road looking at their phones, because they, and they now morning. think they've got the, yeah, the law on their side. A woman who was obviously on her way to work, literally just crossed, I was driving, crossed the road right in front of me as I was about to turn in. Didn't even look, you know. But if how I hadn't can been this looking, be done? How have they done this? On what grounds? Well, do you know why they've done it? Because they want us all to walk and cycle. So they've tried to encourage us. It's a nudge lot again. So they've hired Chris Boardman, who is the um, cycling sort of um, czar now of Britain. I think they've hired about 100 other people to work in his department, which is effectively the... Another quango. Yeah, another quango. It's the... Um, what about, what about sustainable, the Sustainable travel department or something ridiculous, you know. Um, and they want us all out of our cars uh, so that we can actually... Um, you know. But it, it encourages a particular group to be selfish mm -hmm. and deliberately to be selfish. And I think that's awful, as opposed to saying, let's have a bit of just common sense, you know, a bit of courtesy. Uh, it just, it, it doesn't cost anything to have a bit of manners and just say, I don't want to inconvenience you. It, th there's, a, there's a much better way of doing this than, this, than what they've done, which I just think is, it's actually encouraging mm. people to be selfish. Yeah. I don't have a car. I don't. I don't have a car. My, my daughter's got a car. My husband's got a car. I don't have a car. I am a walker. I like walking yeah. everywhere, and I and I like public transport. It's it's the way I travel. Yeah. But I. Well, that's I because you live in London, though. I live in London, Lots of though. But hang don't on. Have public Let me also add that you know my children are grown up now. Mm. You know how this whole kind of why get on your bike and cycle or walk. You know what what do you do if you've got two young children? What right. do you do? So hoik them all on the bike and take them to school yeah. or to nursery and back. It's it's just unfair mm. on on young families to expect them to have to do without a car. Yeah. These laws are not thought through well. No. And that's why the highway code is a plank. I mean, yes. Whoever came up with it, nobody knows what it is. But we are at the end. Uh, we've now got 10 nominations, uh, including Boris Johnson carried over. So we've got to do um, the quick release three down into one. So um, 
Tonya, why don't you tell Richard who your three are and he can pick one. Oh, um, so my three were Justin, okay, and Sajid, and Jacintha. I think that it's got to be Justin. The true day. It has to, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, he is, he is just unbelievable. And a coward at that. As well as a plan. I think that's what I think that's what the worst of it is, yeah. isn't it? It's it's just can you imagine if he was leader? He's the leader of your land. That little liver lilied Where is coward. he? He's hiding. He's, He's hiding. hiding. Yeah. I mean, who hides when you're over to the age of seven? You don't hide. <laughs> no, don't come, come out. Come, come out. out. Um, your three. I'll pick one. So uh, my three is uh, was Neil Young. Yeah. Uh, was Dude, Ian Blockford Blackford? Yes. And of course Cressida. Plant, plank. I think it's got to be Cressida, Cressida is it? it? It's got to be Cressida. Yeah. Particularly this week. All right, so my three, the Highway Code, Whoopi Goldberg and Camera. I can't believe I've got three that aren't political. No, I, it, I never do that. For me, for me, it's got to be Whoopi. I, because yeah. I think, you know, yeah. the extent of her anti-Semitism and awful, her racism awful. is yeah. so, so bad yeah. that it's... So and she's someone that's allegedly a comedian. Yes. That yeah. it's, 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 it's got to be her. Okay, so... We're down to Whoopi Goldberg, Cressida Dick and Justin Trudeau. It's a pretty gruesome threesome, it's a that, really isn't it? gruesome threesome. You wouldn't want to be stuck in a train carriage with that threesome, mm -mm. would mm -mm. you? No. Can you imagine? No. Wouldn't be stuck anywhere. No. Well, I mean, I suppose Justin would be hiding somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly. Hiding in the toilet. Yeah. Down to be in the toilet. <laughs> I'm not coming out. <laughs> so, therefore, I think it's got to be him, Mike. I think he's a very good one, isn't he? Yeah, international. Because Cressida Dick, she can be number two, but she has been in there before. Yeah. And she'll no doubt be in there again. i got a feeling sure. that over yeah. the next year, she's going to be in it quite a lot. For sure. So Justin Trudeau, Cressida second, Whoopi Goldberg third, you think? Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah. Well, there we are. So, well done to Justin Trudeau. You can't hide from us because we've just made you Plank of the Week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.